0: Big day here on Locked On Lions. An old buddy from the network is going to join us. And some numbers from Vegas on Jared Goff. Let's do this on Locked On Lions.
1: You are Locked On Lions. Your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your
2: team every day.
0: Thanks for joining us and being with us here on a Wednesday edition of Locked On Lions and the Locked On Podcast Network. Matt Derry with you on a Wednesday, June the 29th into Thursday, June 30th. We're getting into July, and that means training camp down in Allen Park. Thanks for making us your first listen and joining us here on the show today. Trevor Sykema is going to join us, former host of the Locked On NFL podcast, Locked On Bucks. Trevor has uh, been just about everywhere, the Draft Network, and now – Trevor's a part of Pro Football Focus. He is an analyst at PFF, and he's going to join us to talk about the Lions' his impressions of the offseason and more coming up on the program here today. Also on the show today, our friends at betonline.ag are out with quarterback future odds, passing yards, touchdowns for over unders, and also interceptions. What are Jared Goff's numbers, and what would you, if you had to put some shekels down, to quote Dan Leach, uh, Hey, DTM here. Uh, If you had to put down some money on an over or an under for Jared Goff's numbers, we're going to tell you what those numbers are coming up momentarily on the show as well. Thanks for making us your first listen. Joining us uh, via Twitter, possibly. Uh, If you find the podcast on Twitter at Dairy Speaks, at LockedOnLions on Twitter. Also, we post the podcast each and every day on the Matt Dairy Facebook fan page. And, of course, we are on YouTube. Subscribe. Tell your friends hit that subscribe button, smash that like button, whatever you do, and uh, subscribe to the show on YouTube so you get the show video-wise each and every day right here on Locked On Lions. And, of course, we also uh, you can get the show audio-wise uh, wherever you get your podcasts, on any platform, and at LockedOnLions.com. All right, um, let's start with this. I, I said this before, and, yes, I know the Afro's flowing in the beard uh, tomorrow Uh, haircut, and a trimmed uh, beard tomorrow. Um, So uh, that's a big preview right there. Um, uh, Yes. uh, Odds for the upcoming season from our friends at BetOnline.ag. Jared Goff, passing yards for the season, passing touchdowns for the season, and interceptions. Over-unders. Now, over-under for passing yards in the regular season for Jared Goff The starting quarterback for your Detroit Lions sits at 3,700-and-a-half passing yards. Just to give you a little perspective, Jameis Winston's at 4,000. Joe Burrow is at 4,400-and-a-half. And And who's a good comparison maybe for Jared Goff? Kirk Cousins, let's say. Kirk Cousins is at 4,100-and-a-half passing yards. So for Jared Goff... um because he is a bit of a dink and dunk quarterback, check down Charlie to an extent, the the passing yards are low. I would probably go over if Jamison Williams plays three months of the season. I would go over 3,700 and a half half if we get a healthy Jamison Williams. All right, let's move on to touchdowns. Touchdown Bears. Uh, Jared Goff for touchdowns in the regular season. Over-under is 22-and-a-half. In comparison, Jameis Winston, 28-and-a-half. I'm just using those guys. Joe Burrow, 32-and-a-half. Kirk Cousins, 31-and-a-half. So Vegas has, again, Jared Goff's passing touchdowns very low. Thinking, with this Lions offensive line, with this DeAndre Swift, Jamal Williams, that the Lions maybe would be running more in. So for touchdowns, 22 and a half. Again, I would probably go over on that. I think that is a little low. Okay. BetOnline.ag, Jared Goff, over under for the season. Interceptions. Anybody want to put a guess out there? Interceptions. Jared Goff, interceptions is placed at 11 and a half. 11 and a half interceptions. Now, here's why that's a little low. Jared Goff doesn't throw a ton of interceptions, but Jared Goff fumbles the ball every week, right? This is almost like if they did fumbles for Jared Goff, you'd probably put it at like 7 or 8. 11 and a half interceptions. Compare and contrast with Jameis Winston of the Saints, 13. Joe Burrow, 12 and a half. And uh, Kirk Cousins, 10. So they would have Cousins lower than Jared Goff, who comes in at 11 and a half. I probably would go over because I do believe this offense under Ben Johnson now and Dan Campbell will be taking more chances than they did a year ago where everything was very, very safe. So again, I would go over 3,700 and a half passing yards for the season over 22-and-a-half passing touchdowns for the season. And I'd go over interceptions at 11-and-a-half because I think Goff is going to throw more than 11-and-a-half interceptions. But those are some interesting numbers from betonline.ag that uh, go with Jared Goff's statistics for this season. Trevor Sikema is going to join us. Coming up next from Pro Football Focus, let's talk first about our friends at rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models of cars, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Plus, prices are going up. Not at rockauto.com. Prices are reliably low. Don't go to the chain store. Go to rockauto.com and have this stuff delivered right to your door. Save time and save money. When you use Rock Auto, why well, choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership? For example, a Honda Odyssey fuel pump is $353 from a chain store. From Rock Auto it's $216. You can't beat that with a stick. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for for over 20 years. They got everything you need for brake parts, Tail lamps, motor oil, and their prices are reliably low. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for for your car, truck, and write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. And, hey, Matt Derry here. We just talked about betonline.ag, but what about all your betting needs and sports information? You go to betonline.net, your number one source for everything you need. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, scores, news, including everything from Major League Baseball. You want to recap today's big Tigers win over the Giants? You can get it at betonline.net. It is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and more. Heck, AEW is tonight down in Detroit. You want to bet on some wrestling? I'm sure they could do it at uh, betonline.net. they got MMA, boxing, and golf as well. Both tours, I believe. Soon there will be like 10 tours. BetOnline, go to the website, betonline.net. BetOnline, it is, always will be, where the game starts. Great to be joined today here on Locked On Lions. You see him on the screen if you're watching on YouTube. It's our buddy Trevor Sickema, a Locked On alum, and now with a Pro Football Focus and PFF. Trev, great to see you.
1: Matt, always good to be back on with the uh, the Locked On family, so I appreciate you uh, having me on to talk about an exciting team, an exciting Lions team. I'm excited to get to chat with you, man.
0: How, how, how about this? First of all, you've you made the switch over to PFF. How, how, mu- how much more analytical are you now?
1: uh i mean it's i'll I'll say this the tools that pff has are unbelievable and uh you know if, if anybody out there listening they don't have a subscription to pff i'll just plug it right now the tools and the information and the everything that they have over there is it feels second to none like if you want to be able to cover your team or other teams or just the league in general shoot even things like fantasy football the draft all that kinds of stuff i sound like a salesman but it's true i mean the 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 numbers and the the ways that you can look at different things and situations and how they break down all sorts of stats and exactly what you want it to uh be able to tell you is is really cool and so i i i mean i guess i am a little bit more analytical with it but just it's a really cool place to have a lot of database for information to get to know teams pretty well
0: no question about it and we love the folks at uh at pff for sure and all right, when, when you look at things from a, a Lions offseason perspective, Trevor, there is a lot of optimism for the first time in a long time here in Detroit. Do you think it's warranted?
1: I, man, I think it should be. I mean, you, you look at their draft, and that's, of course, the most recent thing of what we've been able to see. You nail Aiden Hutchinson, you get him at number two overall, which makes a ton of sense. You make a big jump for the player who I thought was wide receiver one in this past draft with Jameson Williams, and it's okay, right? Because people talk about this all the time. They go, all right, well, he's coming off a major injury, well, you look at the recovery and the timeline of it. He's already back on the field. He's jogging. He's doing things really well, and so you'd like to see that. He's progressing from that injury. But more importantly, Lions don't need him this second. Even though it's a really exciting time for the Lions, they are just now kind of, you would believe, getting into the swing of that winning window. So they've got the amount of time. He might be uh he might be on the PUP list to start things off, but I think they'd be totally okay with them because when they get him on the field, uh, he's going to be a dynamic weapon for them, and that's great. Combining it with what we got to see from Amon Ross St. Brown uh, at the end of last season, you had a guy like DJ Chark as well, who I thought was a really talented player, both at LSU and Jacksonville, just underutilized because of the lack of talent at the quarterback position in both options. And so, look, you've got playmakers there. You've obviously got DeAndre Swift as well. You've got Jamal Williams as the running backs. Jared Goff's still the quarterback. Okay, maybe people don't think that he is the long-term answer at quarterback, but he's serviceable. He'll he's going to get you to where you want to go. And I think even more importantly than all those other things, Matt, they've got a damn good offensive line. Now in in Detroit, I was doing an exercise with uh, Connor Rogers, a bleach report over on my podcast, NFL stock exchange. And we were drafting the best position units in the NFL and for offensive line. I drafted the Cleveland Browns, but I gave a shout out to the lions because when you look at the investment that they have made on so many different positions, whether it's high picks, high priority, good amount of draft capital, they have got a very talented offensive line and it's not at the top of the NFL right now, but there's certainly reason to believe that it's talented. It's only getting better. So shoot, even just from an offensive perspective, I think that this team has done really, really well for itself.
0: Let me go back to something that you said earlier. You talked about Jared Goff. It's funny. I, I made a comment on the show on Monday that can we stop with, oh, the Seahawks would go after Goff or this team would go after Goff. But Goff's going to be here. And then uh, <laughs> yesterday, Matt Miller did his 2023 mock and had Will Levis going to the Lions. I'm like this big Levis slappy. But if, when you look at Goff long term, you know, Trev, they have not in two years under brad holmes drafted a quarterback at least even a developmental guy they haven't brought anybody in outside of tim boyle and david blau which certainly are not starter answers but how how do you really as you do a deep dive into golf in this lions offense what do you see
1: yeah and i think that it's all setting up for them to have the flexibility to pick the quarterback that they want right they didn't want to force a quarterback selection last year um you know you look at the year before and had a lot of quarterbacks to choose from, but they just—they weren't in the spot. They weren't ready for that. They weren't ready to maximize what was a rookie contract winning window, which is the most valuable place that any NFL franchise can be in. And look, Goff isn't the worst quarterback in the world. I, he made a Super Bowl with Sean McVay. I know that Detroit fans are uh, have probably heard that ad nauseum, but I'm not a massive believer that that Goff is going to be their franchise saver. I think that he's going to be serving serviceable there you go for them but i don't think that he's going to be this franchise savior for the detroit lions i think that they're going to be good this year and i think what's really important is you know some fans will look at things from a true bottom line perspective of you know lions fans would say we don't even want Jared Goff to be good we want him to be terrible because we want the best draft pick possible we because we want to pick the best quarterback possible right. which I, I I understand why you would want that. But, you know, I covered the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as a beat reporter down in Tampa for three, three seasons. And I'll tell you, there really is something to creating a winning culture, creating a winning mindset. And when you just constantly lose, Matt, you start to believe you're losers. And I think that the timing is pretty damn good right now for the Detroit Lions because this year I think they're going to be better than they have been in the last handful of years. They're going to start convincing themselves that, hey, we are a good football team. We're a good offensive line. We got the right pieces. This defense is coming along, right? They're going to start believing. And then hopefully, best case scenario, they get to slingshot that with a – will levis a tyler van dyke a tanner mckee shoot you love to get your chance at a bryce young or a cj Stroud or something like that but even if not i think there's going to be a good amount of quarterbacks to choose from in this upcoming draft class and so at that point the team is on the up the rest of the team is on the up it's not like the justin field situation where he got drafted to a terrible team that's not really making the most out of his talents and instead i think it's you know you look at the timing and even with jared goff going to play well enough this year where the team really starts to believe i think they start to believe in the coaching staff the front office the rest of the roster then you get that quarterback that's what's truly going to be able to maximize that uh that winning window for them so that's honestly to me what is so much so exciting about this franchise because even beyond this year i believe they're putting themselves in a really good spot to contend and not just contend in like a fool's gold way su- sustained success throughout the next you hope two three four years as well
0: Trevor Sikema with us from pro football focus at PFF longtime hoster on the lockdown network and has done a fantastic job as well. And check out his podcast as he talked about. All right. um, You mentioned the offense and, and certainly Jamison Williams. Where are you with TJ Hawkinson and, and some of this money being thrown around with tight ends this off season? Where do you think he'll end up? He's going to end up probably staying in Detroit, but will he become the highest paid tight end based on what Njoku got in Cleveland? Oh,
1: man, I, On the surface level, I would say no. Like, I think he's a great – I really do. I think he's a great player. I liked it when he was coming out of Iowa. He gave you a lot of all-around ability, and certainly when you have a reliable guy who you can put on the field on all three downs, you absolutely love that. So I think they're certainly going to pay him. I don't know the tight end contract numbers off the top of my head. I wouldn't expect for him to be a market-setting guy. I really wouldn't, even if he has what might be his best year upcoming, which you certainly hope uh, for that to be the case. I think – I don't know. It would be somewhere within the realm of – A top seven top five tight end contract uh if he plays his best ball this upcoming year because like i said they're not going to want to lose him you know hopefully you get to this point where you are drafting what is then your young franchise quarterback and you want all these pieces to be around them and we've heard this phrase many times before a good tight end a reliable tight end can be a young quarterback's best friend and we've seen that so many times time and time again so I think that certainly is going to work into TJ Hockett's favor as well, but we'll see. I mean, a massive year coming up for him, certainly when it comes to contract and how he is going to be viewed as what kind of an option on this team. Is he really that focal point? Are they going to start to really run the offense through him, or is it going to be a complimentary piece? So I think all of that is going to go into the final numbers of his money, but uh, big year for him, no doubt about it.
0: Let's get into the defense a little bit with uh, Trevor and certainly the coaching. We'll do that coming up next right here on Locked on Lions.
2: And you can listen to alternate routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus.
0: Trevor Sykema with us from Pro Football of Focus. As we talk a little bit of Lions football here on this, a Wednesday in the offseason. I, Trev, we talked a lot about the offense. You mentioned Aiden Hutchinson kind of in the open uh, to kind of head the defense a little bit. Uh, Aaron Glenn did a nice job last year, but how big of a jump do you think they take this year with Hutchinson, Pascal, and, and some of the guys they picked up?
1: I really like the young guys, I really do. Uh, I think that pascal was was a very underrated prospect throughout this entire draft class. You know he missed a uh, a decent chunk of time when he was at Kentucky, um and I don't think people realize the reason why he did. It's kind of said illness on it, but uh, he was overcoming uh, cancer treatment. So I mean that was something that he had to absolutely had to overcome, and for him to only be able to m- only miss the time that he did, I think it's incredible for him to come back on the field play as well as he did. Really, continue to improve his stock and be picked where he was in this past draft. And so I really do think that. That that guy is only going to get better. He is such a great, versatile defensive lineman. I think he's got the strength and the body type to be able to play a lot of different alignments for you. He can play as a true five-tech defensive end. You can even kick him inside a little bit to four-eye stuff, maybe even at three-tech if you want to get creative on passing downs. But I think he's going to be huge. Hutchinson, certainly. I know you you guys have talked about him plenty, and with good reason, right? He was the most productive edge rusher in all of college football last year. He is a a Michigan guy staying in the state. And so that's huge. You get a little hometown hero, if you will. And I just think that he's an absolute workhorse. And he's the kind of guy who, hopefully production-wise as well, you already know that he's going to set the tone for the defense Even outside the lines, in the locker room, on the practice field, you know, whether it's team bonding things, whatever it is, this guy is so highly competitive and football is so in his blood. That's going to help set the identity of the defense, just like you want to do on the offensive side of the ball with how dynamic they're getting. Uh, You want to be able to do the same on the defensive side of the football with, with those high effort, you know, high work ethic kind of players. And I think that that's just, that's, that is such an X factor that is going to bring to the team as a young leader right away. I actually, you know, when I look at the secondary, I like the selection of Kirby Joseph. I really did. I liked um, um, Amani Arouarie when he was coming out of Penn State. I thought that he wasn't getting a fair shot until these past couple of years. He's really been able to prove himself, which I've been really happy about. And then the big X factor, I, I know you probably talked about it a ton, is Jeff Akuta. And Akuda, from what I was told, was playing really well before he had his major injury, but you go back to that first year in the nfl and i want people to realize this playing corner as a rookie in the nfl especially as a starter is second only to playing quarterback as a rookie starter in the nfl that is the toughest position i think without a doubt outside of quarterback to be able to play well in and you look at okuda you look at what he came from he was extremely talented at ohio state but Matt, he played so confident, and I think he played so confident because the rest of that Ohio State defense around him was also so talented, and... You know, Big 10 is not the best conference in college football. I'm not saying it's the worst. I'm not saying it's the worst. But you look <laughs> you gotta at be, Ohio you gotta State. you got to be careful and,
0: around here. I know, I know, I know. But,
1: <laughs> but I think Big 10 fans would all agree with this. Ohio State has been more talented than its competition almost every single week over the last four or five years. So I think that Akuda plays with that kind of confidence because he's on that kind of team. When he's at Ohio State, he came into the NFL, and you could tell. Trying to learn, learn a lot of different things. He was trying to get the confidence in himself and his teammates. And anytime you are playing with with a lack of confidence at the cornerback position, you're going to struggle because it's those split second things that'll get you in trouble at corner. That's what makes it so hard to really succeed right away. So again, I, I was told that going into his sophomore year, he, he of in the NFL looking really good. He was looking a lot better than he was. He was looking more confident. And of course, you have the injury. Now it's an Achilles injury, and that's. Tough. That's that's a tough injury to come back from. A lot of your explosiveness, your changing direction, everything comes from those ligaments uh, below the calf or below the knee, if you will. So that's going to be, I think that's going to be an adjustment for him, but is the number three overall pick in the draft for a reason. He is a damn good player when he is fully healthy. You hope you get to see some of that, whether it's an outside corner, whether it's nickel, whatever it is for him. You're hoping that this this next year is just a fully healthy year for him. He takes a step in the right direction, and they get that top cornerback asset back because that'll be a huge slingshot for them if they can.
0: Oh, I don't think there's any question about it, Trev. Um, I mentioned this yesterday. Kayvon Thibodeau kind of said, listen, if I can have a sack a game, that would be pretty good, or five to ten tackles. I don't think he was predicting anything. And certainly Kayvon went three picks after Hutchinson. And in years to come, we'll say, oh, my gosh, uh, the Lions really messed this up, or the Lions did the right thing. With Walker, Tibbs, and certainly Aiden at number two with, the, with to the Lions, what do you realistically see as a sack number for this group because obviously three of the top five picks are guys that are going to have to disrupt the quarterback
1: yeah Trayvon's very interesting right because that was the whole topic of of what he was going to be in the NFL during the pre-draft process because people were like oh okay you're talking about him as the number one overall pick the guy didn't get sacks the guy was never even asked to get sacks it's not even like he's practiced this a lot so incredibly talented player freak of an athlete just an unbelievable player in so many different ways Trayvon Walker is but it's going to take time for him to understand exactly what it takes to be a sack master, to be a double digit sack guy. So I probably think that look, Trayvon's going to get on the field right away in Jacksonville one, because they don't really have any other options there that would oppose him. I know they have Josh Allen, but Josh Allen's going to be on the field anyways. I don't think that came uh, that Kayvon, um, Caleb on chase on, sorry, uh, is, is somebody who's really going to contend for a lot of those Trayvon Walker reps. So he's going to be on the field right away. I think that anywhere from, I'll say six is the number that I really think of for sacks when I think of Trayvon Walker. Now, when we think of Aiden Hutchinson, I don't think that this guy's going to come off the field very much unless he happens to get hurt, which we certainly hope that's not the case. I would hope that anywhere between anywhere between like eight and 11 sacks is what I'm looking for from Aiden Hutchinson because of how much he is simply going to play. I think that he's going to play a ton, and volume alone will get him those opportunities. So I think that would be a good year for him. And then Kavon Thibodeau probably within that same range i had Kayvon as my top edge rusher last year um but i had hutchinson right behind him so these dudes i have very similar expectations for probably somewhere around that eight nine sack number for Kayvon, depending on how many reps he's getting if he's getting the similar number of volume with hutchinson which i'm not so sure it's going to be the exact same i think hutchinson's still going to get more volume there but uh Similar stuff. I think anywhere from like seven to nine sacks for Kayvon Thibodeau. Anywhere from eight to eleven for Hutchinson, and probably right around six, I would say for uh, for Trayvon Walker.
0: All right. Final thing: Dan Campbell, year two. Brad Holmes, year two. They won three games a year ago with a tie. Um, over/under in Vegas. Our friends at Bet Online still at six and a half right now. The schedule's easier. The roster's better. Um, what do you What do you say? Over/under on that? It's. Would you say six and a half? Is that what it was? Yeah, six and a I, half.
1: I'd say over. I think. I think that they would go kind of right over. I think sevens are really that's that's the sweet spot for me. I think this team's going to be a lot better. And you know, I was down in Mobile, Alabama for the for the Senior Bowl, so I got to kind of see how that coaching staff was operating, how they were interacting with the players, how they were inspiring all those guys. And um, man it's an awesome coaching staff. It's an easy group of guys to root for. And I know that the media is on that as well, but just seeing it firsthand was really cool. It's easy to see how they can buy in. And I think that alone, having that kind of faith, look, you get out of the gate in the, in the schedule and, you win a handful of games, you get in a little bit of a run. You, you got some belief and you got some hope. You got some faith. You got some fire in you. And I think that that's something that can sustain them, especially with a guy like Campbell being the the head guy. And I like a lot of the, the, the coordinators, you mentioned Glenn as well. As a lot of the assistant coach guys, I think are fantastic player, or player coaches too. So look, I, I have full faith in that coaching staff there in Detroit right now. And they're, they're one of my favorites in the NFL. I wish them nothing but the best. And, Shoot, man, I've I've really loved what Brad Holmes has been able to do over the last couple of years too. So it seems like they've got some good continuity, getting good football players in the building, making things happen over the last two off seasons. So this team's gotten better on paper, no doubt about it. Now they just got to go out and do it, and I think they can. So I'll go slightly over with that uh, with that win total of six and a half.
0: Trev, great uh, catching up with you, my friend, and we'll have to do it again soon. Of course, Matt, anytime, man. There he is, Trevor Sikkema, with us now at Pro Football Focus at PFF. You can follow him on Twitter at Trade T-R-E. That'll do it for a Wednesday edition of Locked on Lions. We are back again tomorrow.